And Father, we, we look to you this morning, and Father, we ask that you would lead. Holy Spirit, thank you for digging deep wells inside of us. Thank you, Lord, that you're the God of impossibilities. There's nothing too difficult for you. Father, thank you that, Holy Spirit, that you are here in our midst and that you are stirring in each and every one's heart. And the Lord, you're here to meet us where we are as we meet you at your altar. Lord, bless this time and bless this word. Bless what you want to be said, Father. Holy Spirit, lead, guide, and direct. Everything is subject to what you have, Father. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Spirit of God, thank you for being with us. Release your word today. Let it take root, let it minister, let it bring healing and encouragement, and let it be, as is said, the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I woke up this morning and I was thinking about um, what I was going to minister on. I did send out an e-blast, Psalm 119, verse 89 to 91, I believe, was the e-blast. And the Lord was speaking to me about his word. But this morning, when I got up, I only heard one word. And the word that I heard this morning was uncertainty. And that's the word that I heard. So based on what the scripture that the Lord, the word that the Lord spoke to me is what I want to minister on in a word of encouragement, yet profound, and I believe prophetic. So uncertainty. How many know a lot of us are living in uncertainty? If you don't have, if we're not operating in faith, then we're operating in fear. If we're not operating in faith, then we're operating in doubt. Uncertainty will always pave the way for something other than the faith of God. We have the faith of God inside of us. We have his promises within us. We have his promises that are yes and amen to us. We have to receive those, as the scripture tells us in Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When we operate in faith, we're seeing from God's perspective. When we operate in doubt, we're seeing from the eye's perspective of what the world and the things that are going on in our lives is all about. There's a transcending that God wants to take us to even in the midst of uncertainty. He wants to take us. He wants to transcend us. Why? Because we want to keep our feet here on terra firma earth, and we want to see things that we can feel and touch and sense. But God says, I have already seated you with me in heavenly places. Therefore, if we're seated in heavenly places with him, then we have the perspective from a heavenly place into the earth. It doesn't matter what our eyes see. It doesn't matter. We're not moved in this flesh realm. How many know this flesh will pass away? But the spirit that is within us will live forever. 
And so if you would, this is just a preparation for ruling and reigning with Christ forever. But we are still to rule and reign now. We're still to have, you know, we have the king, we're called kings and we're called priests. So a priest will take the declarations and the, and the prayers and the petitions and the supplications, and those will be given to the Lord. They, they'll be, as they come into, in the Old Testament, as they come into the holy place, and, and they take the sins or the supplications of those that have laid burdens upon them, and they take them to the Lord. They're fulfilling the priestly duty that has been assigned even to the church. But when we take on the kingly responsibility, when we take on the kingly ownership in the spirit, then we begin to operate in a power and in a presence and in the authority and dominion of what? The king. Okay, so the king is still on the throne. Amen? And he is still moving through his body, the church. Amen? So we are not defeated. We are not walking in doubt. We are not fearing. We are standing, and we are decreeing, and we are believing, even though our eyes may tell us something else. Not only that, when we shift from the, the kingly um, dominion and authority. We can operate in both at the same time. How many know we can operate and decree and declare and we can also weep and petition because God has called us as kings and priests. So that's just a little bit of something that I didn't plan on saying, so we're going to move on. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So, in times of uncertainty, am I okay with this? Yes, okay. In times of uncertainty, the scripture tells us he is the Lord and he changes not. He hasn't moved. There's many voices in the earth that are proclaiming many things. And, and although... Some may say it's not true because John, Jesus prayed the prayer, Lord, let them be one even as we are one. There is a great divide. There is a divide right now. There is this side and there is that side. And the divide even, even is experienced in homes and in families. It's experienced within church people. There's a divide. But we call forth that the divide, that, that the gap is put together and that the Lord will use his church to pray in and bring the divide within the church into a unity and not a division that the words of Christ would be fulfilled. Amen? So there are many views in the earth. There's many views. How many know if we took a just talk to each other, everyone will have a view. It'll be, it'll be skewed. There might be, uh, I see it this way and you see it that way. The definition of a view is regarding something in a specific light, in a belief system, and it's brought on 
also by uncertainty. So this, this camp says one thing, this camp says another thing, that camp says another thing. That's why it's important that we hear the voice of the Lord and that our spirit is attuned to the voice of the Lord because it doesn't matter what we hear. What matters is what the Lord says. And when we go to Psalm, I'm going to read two scriptures to begin with. Luke 21, 26. I, we're not going to have the scriptures up on the board, I guess. So I'm going to read it to you. Luke 21, 26. Actually, 25. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars. And upon the earth, dismay among nations. In perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. Men fainting from fear, and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heaven will be shaken. So that's not a, that's a bad thing for someone who doesn't know Jesus, but that's not a bad thing for us. And the reason it isn't is because the Lord has already made a way and settled things for us in the heavenlies. Psalm 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Thou didst establish the earth, and it stands. They stand this day according to thine ordinances, for all things are thy servants. What is the scripture saying? The scripture is saying in times of uncertainty, one thing that we stand upon is the word of the Lord. He didn't say, I'm thinking about it. He didn't say it's kind of shifting in the wind. He said, it is what? Settled. Doesn't it remind you? It, it reminds me that when Jesus said, it is finished, that it was finished. The people didn't see that it was finished. But the Lord called it finished. When the Lord set the heavens, when he created man, when he created the earth and the world, he, when he created it, he settled his word over. It was a confirmation. It was a covering. His word is settled forever in the heavens. That's why if we deviate as, as some have, if we deviate from the word, we cannot expect the power of God to back up anything that is not settled in the word. It has to be settled in the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus came and he brought the message of the gospel of what? The kingdom. We are kingdom members. We are part of God's kingdom. And so when we are a part of God's kingdom, the word of the Lord dwells richly inside of us. And in that word of the Lord, it is used to cut down every bit of uncertainty, every bit of doubt, every bit of, of what we are seeing in the world today, every bit of attack, Every situation that would rise against us, this is the word of the Lord. For so shall my word be, God said. 
his settled word. Settle it, in, we must settle it in our hearts. So shall my word be, which I declare it will accomplish and it will what? Succeed in the matter to which I send it. Succeed. You see, these words are never, these words filled with the power of vessel that is moving and, and understanding the word of God and that is submitted to the Lord. This vessel has the power of the word of God to be decreed and released by faith. Faith that is beyond your understanding. You see, we can move in simple faith. We can move in mustard seed faith. We can move in mountain-moving faith. But my God, we got to move in some miracle power faith because we need miracle power faith now. That miracle power faith is a faith that is beyond comprehension, that moves regardless of the situation, that is like a rocket that goes through the atmosphere. That faith is like an A-bomb breaking up the ground. That is the power of the Holy Spirit in faith that God has released to us, his people. Who, who resides within us? The resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. So how can anything that the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit addresses not bring a shift? It has to. The definition of uncertainty is doubt. Doubt about what? It's not about an outcome or a result. It's a lack of sureness. It's op opposite of faith is fear. Now listen to this. Opposite of faith is fear. Fear is the root and doubt is the outcome. Fear is the root and doubt is the outcome. So the opposite of faith is fear. That fear needs to be dispelled. How is fear dispelled? By faith in the word of God. By faith in, in the settled word that is written in the heavenlies and that the scripture tells us is written in our hearts. And you know, when we become so doubtful or so down or discouraged, it's hard to receive what God has. Why do I say that? Because in that emotional realm, we move over into the emotions. Not that the Lord does, it doesn't have those emotions. He does. He has love. You know, he is love. But when we move over into that emotional realm, when the enemy comes in, and he beats, and he hits, and he fights, and he, and he speaks, and he causes havoc, and we become discouraged, discouraged waiting on a healing, discouraged waiting on a shift in family, discouraged waiting on finances, discouraged. When discouragement comes in, we have to raise up faith because the enemy will use that against us to pull us away. I am convinced that in these times, I am convinced in these times that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he is after the faith of the saints. 
He's after the faith of the saints. He's after, if you've been believing and believing, we're going to uncover his lie today. He's after, the, if we, we're believing and we're believing and we're believing and we don't see it. And what happens? Come on, church. You know it's happened to you. It's had to have. It's happened to me. And here comes a whisper. You know, God's, it's going to take too long. God's not doing it. The Lord, you know, he does it for everybody else. And then what happens? Brick by brick, we're, gonna, we're defeating him today with the truth. Brook, brick by brick, he sets up a wall. Brick by brick, he lies, he deceives. Brick by brick. And then pretty soon, it's like, I don't believe that the faith is gone. But all we, have, all we need is a mustard seed faith. And God revives us into his plans and his purposes. But we have to be aware that in this time, the thief is coming to steal, he's coming to kill, and he's coming to destroy. And, what, and the tactic is he's trying to take the people's faith. What did Jesus say in the book of Luke? He said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He's asking us, we, we have faith, and we need to use that faith. It doesn't matter how small, how inferior, how great, because sometimes with the great, 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 great faith, God is still saying, I'm going to have you step aside so I can show you my faith. You declare it, and I'll appear, and it'll be done. And we have to know that all things come from him and from his hand. He distributes that to us. This is not a time. This is not a time to lose faith. This is not a time to put the sword down. This is not a time to not believe. This is not a time to step back. This is not a time to take a snooze. This is not a time to rest. This is a time to stand up and use what God has placed within us and move by the Spirit of God into the direction, the assignments, the things that God has called us to do. He has called us to be voices in this hour. It doesn't matter if you feel I'm a small voice. We don't do comparisons. Just be a voice. Just be a voice. It doesn't matter if it's small, large. It doesn't matter if it's on this pulpit. Be a voice. Do you know the greatest voice you can be is sitting in your prayer closet before the Almighty God and praying and declaring and decreeing and crying out and saying, Lord, I'm going to put on the priest garb. Lord, I'm going to put on the kingly garb. My God, I'm going to pray and agree with them. Lord, I will follow your spirit. Do it. Do it, do it. It doesn't matter if man sees. All that matters is that God does. He sees it and he knows it. And for those that are crying out for family and believing for miracles, God is going to do the miracle. God is moving. If you don't see it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean he's not moving. It means that he's moving on your behalf, and there's going to be a, an immediate surprise, and there's going to be a suddenly, and you're going to say, God just did it. And I had no idea that he was even working in that area. Just trust him. Just trust him. Trust him with those and those things that you're praying about. Fear. Now, fear 
deals in the natural realm of our eyes. Our eyes communicating to our minds. Oh, what's it look like? Oh, Lord. And what happens so many times? Our eyes communicate to our mind. Our mind communicates to our spirit or to our, our, our heart. And then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we release fear rather than faith. Set a guard, O oh Lord, over our mouths. And it's not saying that we're not going to do this and stumble, because, because we all will. But gobble up the stumble and just do what God says do and declare his word on top of it. And, and it's okay, because we all feel some way sometime. But we don't give in to that. We still press on. You know, when we were praying here at this altar and having those weeks of prayer, and we were talking about birthing, you know, um, and I went home and I was continuing to pray about birthing, as, as many of you have been, and those online have been praying with us. And, and the Lord just said to me, he just put in my spirit, that when the baby's coming, the baby's coming. There's no stopping that baby. It, that baby got a time to come, right? It has a time. There ain't no stopping the baby. The baby's coming at the exact time that it is supposed to arrive. It's going to arrive. Why do you think that even in the birthing room, they say 1209, 706, because there's a perfect time. Come on, people. We need to walk in God's perfect time, his time and his seasons, and not lose sight not lose sight that he is working in our midst. Not allowing doubt, not allowing fear. And, and the Bible talks about a sudden fear. Oh my goodness, people are moving in a sudden fear today. But we break the sudden fear. We don't receive sudden fear. We trust God that we are in the midst of his presence and that his power and his faith through us, is going to carry us through. Amen? Amen. So the scripture goes on, and we read um, Jeremiah 42, 11. I'm going to read that. Jeremiah 42, 11. Thank you. Do not be afraid. Interesting. I just got this scripture this morning. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. He is with us. We don't fear the king of Babylon. We don't fear uh, what the enemy throws our way. Why? Because the Lord is with us, and he said that he will deliver us. He, um, Matthew 14, 22, talking about faith. Now, Jesus, Jesus went, had just performed a miracle. You might put yourself in this boat today. In fact, I challenge you that if you're going through anything, put yourself in this story today. Matthew 14, it said, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And Matthew 14, 22. 
And then, and this was after he fed the multitudes. And it said, after he had sent the multitudes away, what did he do? He went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already far away from land. And it was being battered by the waves. And the wind was contrary. Now, isn't that interesting? When the boat left the shore, all clear. But midway, there came a storm. And the winds and the waves began to beat. Sometime midway, before the victory, is the greatest fight. Sometime midway, before we get to where we're supposed to go, is the greatest test of faith. We are midway. We are midway in, in, in our lives, circumstances. We are midway in this nation. We are midway. And the storms are raging. And the battle is on. And the winds and the waves are hitting the boat. And the disciples are in the boat. They had already seen these great miracles, and they're in the boat. Now, this one is different than Jesus sleeping in the boat. What's the difference? Well, when Jesus was sleeping in the boat, they literally could run down and say, Lord, help us. Don't you see we're perishing? But when Jesus isn't in the boat and they're trying everything they can, they already think that they're going to perish. But Jesus had another plan. He said, I'm going to come walking to you on the water. Now, he didn't tell them that, but notice something. He says to them, but the boat was already many stadia away, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. What was that? The wind was against them. You see, the wind was beating against them. The wind was holding them back. The wind wouldn't let them move forward. The wind was contrary to what the assignment was. The wind said, We're not, I'm not going to let you pass by. The wind stopped them. And they were fighting to get to where they should go, would go, and were sent to go. How many know when we're sent somewhere, we're going to have some winds that are battering against us? I'm talking to us as individuals and as the church. The wind will blow. But that wind, we know someone who has authority over the wind. We know someone who can speak to the wind. And we know that that someone resides within us. So not only can the Lord on our behalf, as he said, I am with you, speak for us, but we can speak to the wind. We can speak to it. We cannot allow the enemy to steal our voices. 
We cannot allow the enemy to kill our dreams of what God has for us. We cannot allow the enemy to destroy a nation, a family, a world. We cannot allow it. We stand in the midst of a powerful, almighty God who says, I am with you. Now, if he is with us, we need no one else. He is with us. Now, the scripture goes on, and it says, In the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. Can you just picture it? They're fighting, and they're trying to figure out how to get where they need to go. What was the destination, people of God? What was the destination? The destination was the other side. The destination was the other side. That's where their assignment was. That's where they were supposed to go. So if God sent them, if Jesus said, go to the other side, he didn't mean I'm going to let you be taken down in the midst of the storm. He meant you're going to go to the other side. And it said, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were frightened, saying, it's a ghost. Why? Because they were confused. Why? Because they had uncertainty. Uncertainty. So much uncertainty and doubt that they couldn't recognize the Lord Jesus Christ coming to them on the water. You see, they had never seen him walk on water. I propose to you, declare, that there are ways that we have not seen the Lord move in our lives that are going to surprise us, shock us, save us, deliver us, keep us, move for us and not against us. And I cast down every spirit of doubt now in the name of Jesus. For with God, all things are possible. He doesn't fall short of what he has assigned. He doesn't stop in the middle. He doesn't say, I give up because I can't do it. He does all things, and he does all things well. Just as Jesus hung on that cross, he said, it is finished. It's finished when God says it's finished. It's not finished when man says it's finished. It's not finished when we put down our sword. It's not finished if we decide we can't do anymore. You know what? Just get this picture in your head. When you think like you can't do anymore and you're waiting and you're trying and you, don't, and you want to put up a religious facade that says, I I'll just be really strong here and, I'm gonna, and this is how I'm going to feel and I'm going to pretend I'm okay. Let me tell you something. He comes alongside. And he puts his arms around you. And he holds you. And he loves you. And he whispers his plans and his purposes and his promises to you. And he tells us, he tells us, I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I see your heart even though others don't. I'm going to take down every wall that you built up. And I'm going to heal your heart today. I'm going to heal you because you need healed. Because I see the pains, I see the scars, I see the wounds. There's a reason there were wounds. 
upon the body of the Lord because there's wounds that he can minister to. As our great high priest, he can minister to those wounds, those wounds that are buried so deep that we can't trust, that we're so uncertain, that we're fearful, that we, that we sing the song, as Pastor Frank says, I'll fly away. Guess what? There's no escape bird here. We're not escaping. I'll fly away. We're going to stand strong through it. We're going to be prophetic voices. We're going to be, we're going to be mouthpieces of the Lord. We're going to see mountains shift, nations shift. We're going to see people get saved. We're going to see a great revival. We're going to see an awakening. It's only a little wind. It's only a little wind. It's only a little wind. And he has authority over the wind. Now, interesting, it goes on to say, take courage, it's I. Don't be afraid. And what? The Bible says, my Bible says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them. Why immediately? Because they were in so much uncertainty, they didn't know. It, it, there was a faith robber in the boat. A faith robber. We think sometimes that the only time the enemy was working was when Jesus went up and, and he defeated him and Jesus and, 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 he and he used the word to speak against the enemy. Listen, there were plans and strategies all through Jesus' ministry. The faith robber was in the boat. The faith robber. I'm not saying we throw, we throw the demonic faith robber out of the boat, but for those that are struggling in the body of Christ, we don't throw them out of the boat. We just bring them up to a new faith level. We just bring them up. We just say, come on up. Come on up. I'm going to tell you what great things God has done for me. Oh, the enemy hates it when you glorify the Lord. He hates when we, when we say all of the great things that our mighty God has done for us. But Jesus immediately, he calms their fear. And then Peter says, I'm going to get out and walk on the water. And Jesus didn't stop him. Jesus said, come on, Peter, get out of that boat. Come on. I know that Jesus must have been saying, there he is. There's Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, not upon a man, but upon the faith of God that I'm going to place within my church. I'm going to, Peter, step out of the boat and see what happens. We have to say this. We got to be all in. How many say I'm all in? I'm all in. Doesn't matter what I see, doesn't matter what I hear. I'm all in. In my own spirit, I um, feel and sense. Uh, I've been saying this to the Lord over the last couple about a week and a half. You know, there's a saying that we have, and the saying is, a calm before the storm. And you know, sometime we don't always see what's going to come, but even in the midst of the calm before the storm, that you see the disciples, when they got in, it was calm. When they got halfway out and not to their destination, there was a storm. But there was a calmness when they went. And I believe that that calmness 
was a, was a surging presence that God allowed them to take that step. They didn't, they didn't know where, what the end was going to be, and they had no idea that a storm was in the middle. All they did was obey. They obeyed, and God met them at their point of need. We have to do the same. The disciples set out to go to the other side, and the waters were calm. But in the midst of the four-word progress, have we not been discussing, and you online, have you been watching, we've been discussing the place of next. I haven't given up on the place of next, have you? It's a prophetic word that was given to us, and it was a place of building. There was, Pastor Frank saw materials all being stored up. And the place of next is the place for you and I. We are moving into the place of next, regardless of the opposition. We are still moving forward. What storm, circumstance, uncertainty, or giant is in front of us? What has come? What's standing before us? What's come to rob us? You know, we take, we take that scripture, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And sometimes we only apply that scripture to certain things. Like, you know, he came and got my bank account. You know, I lost money. Or, you know, we only apply it to certain things. But we have to realize is this, all areas of our lives. There's, there is an enemy that tries to steal, he tries to kill, and he tries to destroy. But the scripture tells us that we have authority over that. We have authority. So church, we have to use our authority. We have to not be afraid to wield the word of the Lord. We have to grow up into that. Even when our flesh doesn't feel like it, one puts a thousand to flight. Two puts 10,000. We have to realize that the strategies and the, and the secret things that are buried and hidden, those traps, those snares, that one puts 1,000 to flight. Use, we have to use the word of the Lord. It is forever settled in the heavens. And when we stand on the word, we're standing on the promises of God. Not just the promises of God, but the power of God that backs up the promises of God. What is it? What's standing before us? What's standing before us that that we're looking at, that we're believing for. I'm going to read this scripture. I want you to see, we need to see ourselves in it. It says, And there was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to the judge, saying, Give me some legal protection from my opponent. And while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God and I don't respect man, Yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Lest by continually coming, she wear me out. And the Lord said, and the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now shall not God 
bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will bring about justice for them speedily. And the scripture goes on to say, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith upon the earth? I want to declare over us today, I don't know, you know, we have been going through those times of uncertainty. But we have to, I had a vision a long time ago when I first um, got saved. And I was kneeling down at a chair in our home. We don't have that many, many years ago. And as I was kneeling down and I was praying and interceding and crying out to the Lord, I saw in a vision the Lord's feet and they appeared. And I saw it in a vision. And I wanted, I just grabbed, I just wanted to hold his feet. I just wanted to hold his feet. And in the midst of that, it was the revelation of just how powerful, how personal, how good, how faithful, how loving, how, how glorious the Lord is to allow us to just grab a hold of him and to just be there, be there. You know, we do those prayers that are like the prayers on the fly. You know, I use that saying sometimes, I'm, I'm on the fly. It's an old, you know, I don't know, druggy thing, I guess. My era. Anyhow, we, we can't always pray on the fly. We have to push in and come to intimacy of his heart, of his presence, and go before him. And just as he said to Moses, be there. Just come on and be there. He didn't give Moses the time. In fact, he didn't even speak to Moses right away. He just told Moses to come up and be there. So I want to challenge us. I don't know what you're going through today. I know that the Lord told me to address uncertainty and to release a bold faith and to release an encouragement. And for those that are sitting, I, I don't know who, I'm not seeing who you are, but I'm, I, I see in the spirit a weights that are waiting upon shoulders today. And those weights that are waiting upon your shoulders today, just want you to allow the Lord to remove those weights. Just let him have those burdens. Just release those to him. Can we take a couple minutes today as we're closing down? We're going to take an offering. But can we take a couple minutes today just to maybe just come right up to this altar and just meet him at this altar and just let him remove those Waits. If that's you, you need to come up. If that's not you and you just want to come up, come on up and just allow the Lord to minister to you. The presence of the Lord is in the house. He's beginning to move in some healing right now. He's moving on hearts right now. He wants to bring encouragement to hearts right now. Those that feel like I've really not 
been doing what I know to do, and I feel defeated. I, I'm sensing the spirit of defeat. If, you're, if, you're, if you have a spirit of defeat today, let's just give it to him. Let's just lay it down. Let's just trust him. Let's just know that you're more than a conqueror and let him heal hearts. And there's some relationships right now. God is working in relationships and he wants to heal relationships right now. Relationships in families. Words, words that were spoken that were hurtful, that pierced the heart. That's what I'm hearing. Words that were spoken that were hurtful, that were piercing a heart. Take us into a short song. 